Welcome to Locking Your Success. We are the company that creates strategies to build wealth. If you would like to view the charts and graphs referenced in this podcast, please visit our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com for a video replay of the live webinar. Before we get started, we need to go over our disclosures. Locking Your Success LLC is not a broker-dealer or financial advisor. This presentation is for educational purposes only. This information is not an offer to buy, sell, or hold securities. You shall be fully responsible for any investment decision you make, and such decisions will be based solely on your evaluation of your financial circumstances, investment objectives, risk tolerance, and liquidity needs. Please visit CBOE.com to find and review the options risk disclaimer prior to placing any trades. Also, please note that these are real-time but hypothetical computer simulated trades and results. The trades are believed to be as accurately presented as possible, however, they are not guaranteed as to accuracy and therefore live results may vary. No representation is being made that any portfolio will or is likely to achieve profits or losses similar to those shown. Whew! Now that that's over, let's get to it. Here is your host, John Locke. Welcome everybody. Today, I am here with Cindy Sarver, who has been featured in our successful Options Trader of the Month series. And we're here to do a very special webinar on a subject that's very near and dear to my heart, and that is the subject of improving your performance as a trader. We're going to show you one of the fastest and most reliable ways there is to evaluate both your trading system and your trading performance, regardless of what you trade. Hey, Cindy, are you there? I'm here, John. All right. Well, just say hi to everybody. Well, what's hi, gonna everybody. <laughs> All right. What's going to happen here is I'm just going to talk a little bit about trading in general, and then Cindy's going to join in and, or maybe even take over and, and talk about the journaling system that we've created, and then uh, we'll go from there. So before we get rolling on here, we just need to let you know that the presentation is for educational purposes only. We're not broker-dealers, we're not financial advisors, and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also be aware that your risk in trading options is substantial, and be sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. And we may demonstrate some hypothetical computer simulated results or trades in the presentation. We may actually present some live ones as well. And if we do, they're believed to be as accurately represented as possible. Let's move on. So one of the things that we talk about in the APM Squared program is that all top-performing professionals in any field have certain things in common. They make a plan. They practice the plan. They execute the plan. They evaluate their performance. They then make their improvements to the plan, and they repeat the process. Now, speaking of plans, most traders have some sort of a plan, even if it's only in their head. And hopefully they've back-tested that plan, assumingly with some sort of success because they're putting real live money on the line. So they got this plan, or, or, or perhaps they got someone else's plan, and, and they back-tested fine, hopefully. And when they live traded, things might work out for a while. Maybe they don't work out. But eventually, even if they do, things start to go poorly for whatever reason. If the market's crazy or, or they make mistakes, for some reason things are going to start going poorly. And they start to make these assumptions. They assume poor live trading results are because of execution. They assume it's a bad trading system or a bad plan. They, they assume the market did something crazy. Now, when they're questioned, I get one-on-one with them, and we question them, and, and they say, well, why did you do this, or, or why did you that, do that? They'll start trying to remember what happened. 
Now, if you've ever done any research on memory at all, you have to come to the conclusion that no matter how confident we are in our memories, the reality is that those memories that we happen to believe are true and complete are actually extremely small fragments of what actually happened that, when recalled, are deleted, distorted, and generalized in a manner that fits our current beliefs. In other words, most of what we, we remember isn't really what happened, no matter how real it appears to us. And when traders simply go off memories and assume that something's the root cause of the problem and we don't confirm those memories with verifiable data that was recorded at the time of the incident, then we're thinking like asses and we all know what comes out of asses. A bunch of crap, okay? And that's what most traders base their decisions off of. They base their decisions off of what to do next, how to change the system, how whether to swap, swap systems and that type of stuff. I coach a lot of traders and I'll get a presenting problem that sounds something like, I got this plan and it back tested fine, but when I live traded it, it doesn't work. So I say, all right, well, let's look, let's look at the plan and let's go over the live positions that you traded and we'll see what happened. And you know what I discovered 95% of the time? Assuming, of course, they back-tested properly, I find that there were multiple instances where they didn't follow their plan and multiple instances where they did or didn't make adjustments or they don't remember why they did or didn't make these adjustments. Or they give some reason to me that from an outsider's perspective or from a coach's perspective is clearly made up, which doesn't surprise me because of the way the mind works. The way the mind works is that if you don't remember something, but you demand an answer from yourself, it'll simply make something up that seems plausible. And then what your mind does is it goes one step further and it selectively deletes, distorts, and generalizes the information that you do have to support whatever reason you came up with. Okay? Now, the, my point is that most traders live trade significantly different than their plan while they think they're following the plan. And therefore, they make false assumptions about both the system they're trading and their personal performance. And because they don't have a reliable, consistent way to tell how they're actually trading, they base their performance off of profit and loss in individual trades over relatively short periods of time. And, what, and the reality is that profit and loss over short periods of time whether it be a positive profit and loss or a negative profit and loss, is based on random, uncontrollable results and luck. In other words, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with how good of a trader you are. In fact, um, traders who are reacting and switching strategies on the basis of short-term profit and loss are literally training themselves to make emotionally-based uh, poor decisions and trade in a manner that is actually detrimental from the, for their long-term success, which leads to things like system hopping and poor performance. They think whatever system they're using is junk or that one system is going to be better than the other system, when in reality, most of them don't have a clue about what they're talking about because they're not actually following the system in the first place. So that being the case, how should we evaluate our performance? Well, the first thing you need to realize is your performance and your trade's performance are two separate things. 
As a trader, your performance starts with the ability to create an appropriate plan for a given situation. Once the plan is developed, the focus turns to how well you follow the plan. But you can't take for granted that you follow the plan. There were a lot of things that happened during the trade. News came out. The market went up more than you expected. You had a dentist appointment. You were on a plane flight. And you likely broke from the plan for one reason or another. But a lot of the times you just don't remember or you chose to forget. So we need to review how well we followed our plan. Otherwise, how do we truly know? How do we know why we won? Was it a solid process? Was it a hunch that you acted on and you got lucky? Perhaps it was just one of those environments where the market movement was such that you couldn't lose. My point is, how do you know it was the process and your ability to follow that process that actually made you or lost you the money? And that's why proper trade journaling is so critical. Because when we perform poorly as traders, we need real factual data to pinpoint where the problem is and to make the appropriate connections. Otherwise, how else are you going to know whether you have a system problem or if you're the problem? How are you going to know if you're following your plan? I can tell you what most people do. They say, this trade sucks. I'm going to go, I'm going to go try that trade. And off they go. Only to experience the same problem down the road, never getting anywhere as traders. In fact, you know, I still get people who contact me on a fairly regular basis and say, hey, yeah, you remember me? We met back 10 years ago and, uh, at an InvestTools conference. And I say, yeah, how you doing? And they're like, well, they tell me about their story. And, and you know, the sad part is they haven't gotten anywhere. They've spent the last 10 years and spent thousands and thousands of dollars learning about options, Greeks, and volatility skews and all this crazy stuff, uh, learning about the latest trades, and they're still bouncing around from trade to trade. And you can do that for the rest of your life. Or you can truly make some progress. You can take control of the process, and you can start properly evaluating your processes through journaling in a useful and proper manner. And that's where Cindy and our new journaling software comes in. Cindy's been working for several months now creating a journaling system that is just, it's just simply awesome. And uh, you know I did help a little bit. Cindy did a lot, of, a lot of the work around that. And that being the case, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn this over to her, and she can tell you or show you what that is all about. So, Cindy, I'm going to make you presenter. Okay. And you are now presenter. I need to pick a screen. How does that look? It just came up. Does that look like uh, journaling software to you, John? It does. It looks like journaling software. Excellent. Then let's start here. Just as my own addition, when John first had this idea that he wanted to do something like this, I had asked him if I wanted to get involved. I was not that enthused. I already have, as everybody who knows me can imagine, these very you know, elaborate journals and thought, well, you know, but I'll learn something along the way. I love the idea and I've been using it and it's fabulous. So I'm so glad he came up with this. Um, okay, so here we are. What I'm going to talk about right now is I'm going to go through first how to use the software. So the first thing we're going to do is create a journal, modify it, edit it, and all those sorts of things. After that, after we've created our first journal, then I'm going to show you how to actually enter data and talk about why we pick these particular fields and why we're doing it this way and all that kind of good stuff. So here's your screen. This is your new screen. We're going to just click, cleverly enough, create journal. We've created five basic templates to start from. The way this is 
is set up. And we, we tried to come up with a better way, but I think this is actually a really good way. You have one main template that's going to be for your base trade, an M3, a basic income, a broken wing butterfly, UB123, whatever, directional trading, anything like that. And you're going to have one of those. Then you're going to have a daily trade log where you're going to enter all your data. And again, we'll go into that at the end. I do want to point out here, there is something called base. Uh, we've put a number of basic analytics in this. In order to use those analytics, you have to have certain fields in your template. If you start with just a blank template, you wouldn't have those fields. You couldn't use the analytics. So you at least start with the base. It gives you all those basic fields, and that way you can do it. For today, for our demo, we're going to create a daily trade log. And this is where you start. And it creates all this good stuff on your behalf. And the key here is these are templates that are a great start, but you really want to add them for add and edit and modify things for your own usage. So let's start here. For example, I don't like the name Daily Trade Log Journal. I want to call it Cindy's Trade Log or Cindy's Daily Log. That's as simple as it is. Just change the name. And in fact, because I tend to really appreciate the fact that I've actually completed my Daily Trade, trade Log, I'm going to say, when I hit submit, I want to say, woohoo, you've done it. Simple stuff. You're going to see this kind of ability to mod, model everything all the way through. Right, so Cindy, just, just to back up a little bit, and sure. just so people understand how this works, we, for every, every quote-unquote trade is going to have two different journals, right? We're going to have an entry and exit journal, and we're going to have a daily trade log journal that we fill out every day, while the entry and exit we're going to fill out only when we have, uh, when we enter or when we exit, right? I just put that in context yes. so everybody kind of understands that. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and we're going to go through examples of that after we've actually created the daily log so that we can see how they kind of oh, interact okay. and work together. So what I'm focusing awesome. on right now is here's how you modify it and make it your own. The key here is, you know, and John, your, your comment was very timely. There's a field called trade name here. And that trade name can be anything you want, and that cross-references to the other journal that John was just referring to. Those two will need to match. You can, you can call it a number. You can use the type of trade. Maybe it's an M3, and then it's a January expiration. You can do anything, but come up with some way that uniquely identifies each trade, because you're going to be using it here in the daily log, and then I'm going to show you how you're going to use it in your main, your, your main trade log as well. So that's just a comment there. Mm -hmm. Let's say we want to add a field. I mean, here's the trade log date, but let's say I want to also add time. It's as simple as just clicking the Add a Field button, and you'll notice there are a number of different types of fields you can add. I think they're pretty self-explanatory. Um, there, there's really nothing kind of clever here. But let's put, I mean, it's all clever, but um, let's put time. <laughs> so we've just added our time field. And now I want it to be trade log time. Some things you can say. I can set it to required. I can set it to say, no, I really don't want any duplicates. Show seconds, use 24 hours. And I can also put in any guidelines that show up. Maybe I need a reminder. Enter, in this case, again, self-explanatory, but that'll show up as your pop-up. Trade status. And we're going to get into this a lot more when we talk about how to use it. But here's the list of trade statuses that we've come up with, again, as a starting point. 
Feel free to add as many as you want. These are done as checkboxes, and you can add and subtract them. And in fact, let's talk about how to add and subtract things. Let's say I have adjustment reasons, and I'm always trading a straight M3. Always, always, always. And so I know what my delta ranges are. So instead of saying delta range outside range negative, I'm going to say it's less than minus 100 inside the tent. Now, for those of you who get really frisky with tools like this, and I think, you know, that's kind of hard to read because I can see it that less than and that negative are going to get lost. I'm going to make it bold. You can actually use HTML tags. Now, this, it's standard HTML, but I will warn you, we have not put in any kind of HTML syntax checker. If you forget your closing tags, and for people who aren't interested in this, just tune out for a couple minutes. I'll let you know when to tune back in. But HTMLers out there, if you don't have any kind of closing tags or anything, you will blow up your, your template. <laughs> It'll just come up with blanks. You won't know why. You'll send this you know, frantic thing. Software's not working. And you know, we'll take a look and say, yeah, you forgot your closing tags. But for those of you who are comfortable with this and want to do this kind of nifty stuff, you know, italicize and, and bolding and all that kind of things, just be aware that it is available. And you know, now that I think about it, I don't actually need that time field. I think I'm just going to delete it because I don't need it. That's as simple as just clicking on it and clicking the delete button. I've deleted the field. If we'd actually had data, it would have said, are you really sure you want to do that? But yes, I am. So we've created a journal, we've modified some fields, we've added a field, we've deleted a field, and we modified the rate, some of the data inside the field. Cleverly enough, you hit Save Journal. And now we have Cindy's daily log. So our journal has been saved. That's the basic information on just how to modify. I think you'll find using it is very simple. We, we tried to make it as simple as possible. It's a drag and drop. It's really kind of a simple thing. One thing I will ask everyone, this was kind of an oops and maybe someday we'll get around to fixing it, but you are copying, when we created the templates, they live outside in the administration realm. And then you get your own copy and you can delete it and modify it all you want. You're not changing the published templates. We flag our published templates with this trade tag. When I copy it, it copies the trade tags. If you would please remove that tag, that would be really nice. It would just help us. Otherwise, you may find that they get deleted on your own. But while we're here, let's talk about trade tags. If you have, for example, a number of trades that you've archived or that you've, I don't know, want to group together for some reason, you can add your own tag name. So for example, I'm going to say this is my daily log. Maybe I have a bunch of daily logs and I want to keep them. It'll now show up and I can sort by that. So I can, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense with only two journals, but if I had a bunch of them, it would sort all of my daily logs together. So that's a useful thing. That's very useful when you, if, you, if you actually end up having a lot of different journals. John speaks from experience on this one, I might add. <laughs> yes, right. it is. Okay, so let's talk, get how you actually use this. We have, as you saw, there were a number of different types of journals. There's actually, we have a couple of question, oh, questions, okay. Cindy, if you want to. Let's if you wanna, start there. Yeah. 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 In here. Can you set a default checkbox entry? Yes, absolutely. Oh, please, I right. don't think we would have missed that one, do you? 
Right. Yeah. You can you can pretty much set up the defaults for any field you want, right? Yes. Um, looking at and just set it here, and that'll give you that a default. There's also, and you see it in the drop downs. I think I've set defaults for that as well. You can also randomize them, by the way, or make them required. Oh, okay. The next question is, why do you have a daily log and a journal? An excellent question. And yes, let's tackle that one now. Are there any others before we move to that? Well, yeah, the other one is, will this run entirely on my computer? And is the data stored on locking your success servers? If so, can you discuss privacy and who has access to the data? So those are the questions we have. Got it. It is stored off-site, yes. And, John, I don't know if you want to get into all of that. It's all under HTTPS, as you'll notice from the screen, so it, they are all secured pages. HTTPS, military grade. Yeah, so our host has said that it's, obviously, it's encrypted. Mm -hmm. It's all SSL. SSL. You can see go. that from the HTTPS at the top. Yeah, so it is encrypted and secure, and the host, we it's, it's our server, so it's a separate server. You are capable of of sharing your journals and stuff like that with other people. Well, that, is, that is a feature we have, but nothing is shared. There's a couple other questions. Will this run entirely on my computer? It's not something that you download, so this is going to be online. Right. The next question, which was, so uh, you cannot use it offline. So, no, you cannot. You would need to be online to use it. And if your server is down, then I can't access my journal. If there is a problem, obviously, we, we would get it back up right away. So we would have to contact our host to get that back up. But we will be, <laughs> Cynthia and John will be in it all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> somebody will know that it's not, that there's a problem and we will be monitoring that. Right. But yeah, the developers will have access to that at some level. I, I, I think that's true pretty much no matter what company you're dealing with. And, but, but yeah, if you don't share it with anybody else, nobody else is going to be able to access that unless they have your username and password. All right. Hopefully that um, deals with that. But that does it, it, it runs entirely online. However, you can download it into Excel spreadsheets and so forth, so you can have your data if you ever cancel your access to the journals. All right. So moving forward, yeah. what are the questions that we have? Why do we have two logs? Right. Right. Why do we have two logs exactly? <laughs> Which is an outstanding question, and the obvious question as well, because that's the one that that I think drove us nuts in the beginning. And the reason is because there's a lot of stuff that you want to put in your basic journal that you really don't want to put in your daily log because otherwise your daily log gets huge. And the whole point of the daily log is it shouldn't be so onerous that you don't want to do it or that you don't want to do it before you trade but that you fill in, you know, it, it should be it should be simple and straightforward. And if there are any database people out here, it's kind of a one-to-many well, relationship. There's one trade for the for the expiration that you're doing. Let's say you're doing one expiration. But you have many daily entries associated with it. Sorry, John, did you want to add to that? No, no I was just going to say, I asked the same question when Cindy said, well, you know, we're going to have one, one journal for our entries and exits. We're going to have one for our, our daily logs. And there's a, a couple of comments with that. One is it's very easy to come in to your entry exit log and get all the, and you'll see once Cindy goes over the sheet, you get all the entry and all the exit data that are related to, I mean, in other words, it gives you a nice, clean summary of the position and what happened. 
on your entry and exit. And then, of course, you want to make a log every day whether you make an adjustment or not, and you don't really want that cluttering up this entry and exit page. So you can just go in, you know, if you have a question on a particular day, you can go to your daily log, and, and where well, you can sort for it, send you, show you a bunch of sorting functions, but you can sort for a day or when you made a particular adjustment, and you go back to that day, and, and it's just completely separate from this. So I, I just, it really works out really well this way. Yeah, it actually does make sense. It, it, like I said, it's, it was an excellent question because it's not intuitively obvious at first. When you start using it, you realize that, yeah, they actually do have to be separate. So here is just a generic M3 journal that I've created. This is based on the template, but not exactly. The template has a bunch of other stuff in it that's cool. But you'll notice things like it says, have you written your daily affirmation? You know, that's a yes or no radio button, and it is random, so you can't always just click the left. You actually have to look at it. It's just these nice little checks that you do this, and you set all the standard things that you would say. I love this trade entry checklist. Mine is extremely long at this point because if you think about it, you, you don't enter trades that often, and so you don't mind going through a more lengthy checklist. But it makes sure I haven't missed anything. You know, if I'm, I'm doing too many things at once or I've, I'm tired or I'm sick or something, it's just this nice, have I gone through everything before? And then as John was saying, you know, you have the, all the entry stuff at the bottom. You'll have all the exit stuff that has your usual, you know, here's profit and, profit and loss and all that, and I'll show you all the aggregated data on that. So this is kind of the basic of the M3 journal. Now we want to kind of go back, and I want to show you how to just enter data. So we're entering into my daily log. And right now, if we look at my M3 journal, for example, uh, I've got a March one open. These, this is, of course, just sample data. But actually, I already closed it, but ignore that. I did that for data purposes. So let's say I'm working on this, and I want to enter a trade. This is my daily log. And this is the unique identifier that I was telling you about, that you want to make sure you use the exact same name that you used in the previous one so that you can reference it. Uh, speaking of defaults, it always defaults to today's date, which makes sense. Here's your trade status. And this is a piece that I put in because it kind of made sense. As I use it, I actually like it even more because of the sorting I can do on it. So for example, I'm, I'm saying this is a generic webinar type M3 trade. On entry, my entry day, of course, I'll, I'll click entry. But on the other days, I can say, what are the problems that I might have? You know, maybe, maybe my delta limits are wrong. But here's an interesting one. One of, the, one of the things on an M3 is, OK, maybe you're 10 points but past your long strike for a couple days, for several days. How many? I don't know. I can click this upside. I'm past my upside roll point, but I don't have to adjust. I'm going to say I'm not going to adjust. The nice thing is on my sheet, it'll tell me how many days I've been past this upside roll point and didn't adjust. So if I go in and I look at my daily trade logs, and, and I'll show you that aggregate, it'll, it'll have three check marks in a row to say, I, I was past my upside roll point, and I haven't adjusted. It's a nice flag for that. It's also, to John's point, if you're checking something up here, like let's say my delta limit's outside a range and you're not going to follow your plan and you have to click that no adjustment required, it's a really nice second thought. Because if I check this and I check a no adjustment, 
I better have, number one, it better be in my plan, and number two, it's a great flag to say, yeah, that wasn't in your plan. You are not trading outside your plan. So this is a nice objective view of the trade. This is a nice emotional view of what you just did. We hope they're in sync. Right, and, and, and I would also say the opposite of that is true as well. If you check the perfectly fine button, you can't check your outside range. I can't check on positive vega. I can't check any of those things, but then I, ha then I make some sort of an adjustment. You've got to kind of think about, well, you know, yeah, well, maybe I'm just being emotional here because everything's within plan. Absolutely. It's perfectly fine, but I just decided to dink with it today. Well, you right. know, that's a really good thing to flag as well. And it, it is, it's a subtlety to it, but I found that that trade status I just look at and there's no emotion involved. It's, a, it's objective. But that adjustment reason, man, that's where the emotion gets in. And I love that kind of sync between the two. Right. So the next part that we look at are before you're going to do anything, you have to do these checks. If, if, whether you're entering the trade, exiting the trade, or making an adjustment. And again, feel free to add to these, you know, am I, am I attached to, you know, am I being greedy, anything you want to add in here, feel free to add to them. But it's, it's another check of, is it really what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. And when, you have to, when you have to check, is it according my, to my plan and no, <laughs> by, by now you're thinking, well, geez, I'm really not following my plan. And you're That's well aware right. of that. So, yeah. it, it really does force you to take a lot of the emotion out because you're right. You know, man, you do not want to check that no button. It's, oh, yeah, wow. And then if you do, here's the description. And, you know, one of the things, um, maybe because you have a personal event or something, maybe there's a reason you can put it in here, but in any case. Ditto for execution. Um, you know, here are all the things that I want to do before I actually execute something and any notes. One of the kind of cool things and is, you know, you saw that you can upload files. Um, all I have to do is just drag and drop. So if I want to put in a price chart, I can just do that, and it'll put my price chart in, and uh, a before and after graph. Another thing that you could add here is a video journal. And my first thought on a video journal was, eh, you know, whatever. But I found when I have this kind of stream of consciousness, which is kind of how I'm doing this webinar, as I do these stream of consciousness, I am often a lot more honest than when I'm typing, because when I'm typing my notes to say, yeah, I violated my plan, it's really hard for me to say stronger words. You know, I screwed up, or yeah, I didn't do this. But it's very easy for me to say that. It's hard for me to type it. It's hard for me to write it. But I can actually say it on a video. And so I found that sometimes that video, just stream of consciousness, has a lot more honesty to it than this description and reasoning. It's, it's, it's also a very fast way of going through everything because you can pull up a price chart and show it and just say, okay, because of this and that and that, you know, it's a great thing for your entry, for example. Because of this on the price chart and that, and you can talk to it and point to it, and then you just save it here and have it. So another neat little feature. And the final part, oh, and I'm actually going to have to do this, so I'm going to say today was my entry. Well, actually it wasn't because we've already got this open, right? So I'm going to say it's perfectly fine, but I decided to dink with it. No, it's not according to plan. No, it's really not. Yes, it's different than the standard. No and no. Sure, let's say I at least did all this right. Put my, and then here's a, 
completely subjective viewpoint. And this is one of those, I actually like it. It's another of those <laughs> that I didn't expect to like, but I actually do. How confident was I to adjust? You know, was it low confidence? Was it high confidence? It's interesting to see because then we'll be able to run reports to say, gosh, Wednesdays, I'm never confident or something. Right. This is very good as a, uh, when we start looking. Well, one of the things you can do with this is if you have a mentor or a coach, like if you're one of our students, you, we can actually, you can share the, your journals with us. And stuff like this is very telling in how people are trading. You know, are they sitting there agonizing over a decision whether to adjust or not? Are they, are they agonizing on the selection of adjustments? You know, how well do they think they're executing? Are they being patient or are they just kind of slamming the order through hoping it goes through? I mean, that type of stuff is all really good diagnostically to help you become a more confident and calm trader going forward. So I, was just kind of, I just threw that in there. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Absolutely. And again, please add to this. You know, if you know you have an area, absolutely add to that. We even have a section about patterns that you have in the other one. If you, if you have a particular pattern in the trade, that's in the made trade journal, and we group by that. John was mentioning that you can share this. For those of you who are in the Skype group, you've seen him share URLs. This is how you would do that. You just copy that and paste it. That is a view-only version, obviously. Other than that, you can't see it, but that is the way to do that. Right. So now we have entered a daily log. And so a couple, entries. There couple questions, Cindy. Do you have a second okay. for a couple questions? I do. Uh, it just says, well, while we are, are reviewing our journals, will we, will we be able to cross-reference to daily log, or will it show up side-by-side side while we're reviewing our journal? And I think this is a, this is a question of how do you match the, the, the two together? Oh, um, the name, the trade name? Right. So, yeah, yeah. You're going to match them together by the trade name, and there's going to be a series of filters you can go through that will list everything with that trade name on it. Yes, correct. You can go in and you can filter them so that you can see where they go together. Does that sound right, Cindy? It does, and you can also um, have two windows open. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could you're have two windows open. Not restricted to right. one. Yeah, and, and if you have two monitors, right, let's just put one on one monitor and one on the other if you want. Right, and you can see the trade log on one side and then the other one on the other side. That's awesome. And the other question is, could you please confirm that you can simply paste a screenshot you just took? Yes. Not only download it. Yeah, you, you know how to do that better than I do. So. Yeah, uh, actually, I'll go to right Oh, okay. There. I don't even know so how to use I, that, everybody. So, so if I, could, I could copy and paste something and just hit the paste oh, okay. image. So, yeah, okay, can. Cool. So now we have our entries. Um, and, it, and there it is. I'm going to go to the other log because I have multiple entries on there, and it's, it's kind of hard to show things like sorting on a single entry. Look, it's sorted. Really, trust me. Okay, view entries. I should have done exactly what John said, oh, and, and made some that were grouped together. I, I didn't think of that, unfortunately, until today. But um, to John's point, if you have multiple trades in your daily trade log, which you will, and let's say you only want to see the, all the trades for trade ID or trade name March 2017 or something. You want to see only the daily entries for that particular trade. We do have a filter version, and it basically gives you all the things. In this case, I'm going to use an example that's a little different. Let's just say I wanted to find all the losses, but in that case, you know, you could, you could use anything. I wanted to say 
Where's my outcome? So called trade outcome. There it is. Trade I want to say trade outcome is loss. Filter. And it gives me just the two that were that. And then you can just go forward and go between the two. Next entry and there's a previous entry. And away we go. So that's the easy way to filter them. I'm going to clear the filter now. The other thing that's really nice, and I'm going to go back to the daily trade log. Sorry for jumping around this much. But you'll notice I have different things. You can actually select the fields that you want to show on here. And one of the things, for instance, that I was talking about is how long am I outside my upside roll point and then did nothing. Let's go with that and upside roll point and apply. And I have filtered. Right. Oh, you know what else because I this really is my like daily. Yes. Is, is when you look at, like I just had a trade I made an error in. And I was journaling it and I made an error in the, in the trade. And one of the things I was looking for was days I made adjustments to the trade. I actually made adjustments. And when you go in and you take a look at a list of your daily logs, on the top checkbox, it actually comes into the, into the search field right away. So you know all the trades you made adjustments on, all the ones that were perfectly fine or, or whatever going forward. Yeah, that little check that you have there. Yeah, that, um, that I forgot that we changed it back to perfectly fine. I'd originally done the demo thinking that it was going to be that, and then we talked about you can do it in the other way and making it perfectly fine, but I dinked with it, so that's why I was having a little confusion. My fault. So there we go. So that's the way you can do that, and you could have done that with a trade ID. You know, if there were a whole bunch of daily log entries, which typically there are, you could just screen them by trade ID. And going back to the M3 journal, so we've talked about filtering entries and selecting fields. If you want to edit them, all you have to do is select it. There are a number of things you can do from here, and here you have another opportunity to share, you'll notice. But if I want to edit this entry, I can do this and modify it in any fashion that I want. You know, maybe add some more images, maybe whatever. But that's the way to modify that. Um, I also have some quick navigation. So for example, if you're going to trade exit and you just want to jump to the trade exit, this brings you to all the parts that are trade exit. So you don't even have to scroll. Right, and there's a lot of cool things you can put in your trade exit to help you diagnose or search for later certain instances of exiting. And you know, one of the things I always like to emphasize is that you have many, many different reasons you might want to exit a trade other than profit target or maximum loss. Sometimes they're psychological, sometimes they're personal, sometimes just makes sense. There's no more the risk of staying in the trade doesn't warrant the remaining potential profit. So uh, you can take that and you can log all that stuff and uh, search by that later, see, what, see what's going on with your exits. And it is fascinating because you can bounce that against whether the trade was profitable. So you can look at your exits and say, I most, you know, these, what are my, when did I exit and why were they losing trades? It's a nice, you know, breakdown to be able to kind of cross-reference a number of reasons for things. So Right. Yeah, if you find your exiting, exiting trades uh, constantly losing them when there really wasn't a problem with them, you can go back and actually review all that stuff. You can pick up patterns quite nicely that way. Exactly. 
And that's one of the keys of this, is it's so easy to find patterns, and you may find, you'll probably find patterns you did not know you had. There are some basic built-in analytics. As John mentioned earlier, you can dump all your data into Excel, and to some extent, you know, <laughs> Excel does a great job. But these at least have some nice, just quick glances at it. So your strategy profitability chart is there. Some interesting statistics on, you know, your winning streak, your losing streak, your average size. It does, uh, one thing is this does use commissions, and so commissions are a field inside there that it uses. You can feel free to ignore that and do your P&L just as your regular P&L. Just be aware that if you do put in your total commissions there, it does subtract your commissions from your profit, if that makes sense. We're not used I did not to think, know that. I haven't put my commissions in, and I shouldn't do it. So I'll right. take those. We're not, yeah, we're not used to thinking of it that way because the commissions are, you know, we account for that typically in our profit or loss. But if you do it that way, it will double count. So either add it back into your profit or just put zero for commissions if you don't really care if you're tracking them, and that's fine too. But this is just a nice, you know, a nice little quick summary uh, that I actually kind of like. Custom reporting. I'm going to do fairly briefly, too. There, these are a couple custom reports that I've done. Again, you know, for now, they're fairly rudimentary. You can do all sorts of new types of charts. You can see, you know, and um, I, I'm showing a pie chart, and I've got an entries grid on there. You can do a line chart, bar chart, all that kind of good stuff, and then you title it, and then you just select, how often have I written my daily affirmation and my, you know, Hey, I always wrote my daily affirmation. Yay me. So that's about all there is. If you want to do a matrix, you can do this, and then you can sort by entry date. Just put it up here, and it automatically sorts by that. You can also filter and group and do all sorts of spiffy things, sort ascending, sort descending, however you, wait, however you want to do that. So basic sorting, all that kind of good stuff. I'm going a little quickly over because... The, we'll probably do another webinar with some kind of cool reporting where we dump things into Excel and do some nifty things with it and all that kind of good stuff. But just be aware that you do have some basic, basic reporting type capability in here that um, at least gets you part of the way. Right. We have basic reporting, and then as Cindy was saying, you can dump this. What is it? It's as a CSV file, right? Into yes. Excel, mm -hmm. and you can sort that any way you want. So, right. Uh, just the What's in here is actually very good by itself, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good start. And that's about all I have. And I just want to address the security again. If you're concerned about security of data, email us, and we'll email you the information that we have from our web provider on exactly what that is. Like I said, what I do know is that when we came in here and we talked to the provider about security, we wanted everything as secure as possible. And he, he talked about putting military-grade security level on it. I don't know what that is because that is not my specialty. But, but he does, and we can get your questions answered for you. We just have to do it through him because he's the one who actually knows about it. And as far as sharing goes, like I said, nothing is shared with anybody other than at a developer type of level unless you want it to be shared. 
So, and of course, I can't. I have no control over whether you want to share something on on your own or not. That that's regarding that. A question that was just directed towards me is: Am I planning to use this for UB and X4 trade examples? Uh, tracking the trade from adjustment to adjustment would be very helpful. Yes, I'm already doing this in our premium group. We are. I'm sending out or sharing daily logs of a, U, a live UBM1 trade I'm doing. And as we get into X4. I will probably, what, what's likely going to happen, and I'm going to do this with anything live, we'll be doing actual trade journal tracking. Stuff that we do simulated, because we do so many trades for sample trades, I just, I can't do them live and teach you guys at the same time. So uh, all those different things to teach you at the same time. So trades that are simulated, we're probably not going to have a bunch of journal entries for, but anything that's live, we will be doing that because I do them anyway. Uh, I like the idea of a video log, but I'm wondering if there was a way to add tags. Yes, you just add tags saying you put a video log in that thing, right, Cindy? Right, and you could actually just create another field that would be uh, multiple choice or something like that with video log tags. Right, right, excellent. And uh, let's see, for the beginner journaler, can Cindy walk through simply using the prepared journal for an M3 and get a person going who does not want uh, to make any modifications to start with to the journal? So we have two requests for a demo walkthrough. <laughs> of, uh, of the actual M3 journal? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Okay, do you want me to do that, John? Yeah, if you want to just do, just as if you were going sure. to enter something. And I can actually show a, 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 a entry exit journal of a, of a live trade that I did too. I mean, we can do that too. Yeah, your your preference. I have the M3 journal set up here. If you want me to. Yeah, why don't you just run through that and then. Okay, sure. Um, this one will be slightly different than the template because I created it and we I've been modifying the templates all along. But you would do essentially create new journal and then just save it and away you go. So here's enter trade. All of this is in there. I, I, it just may, some things may be in a different order or whatever. Put in the trade name and again, you know, come up with your, with your special trade name. You know, and we do have a suggested format for you guys on, on, on how to do it, but you can do it however you want. Yep. As long as you're um, unique. Exactly. To the person who asked about defaults, you'll notice that RUT is a default here. I didn't actually click anything. I set that as a default. So yes, you can. And there's an example. Uh, expiration, and again, this is a preform text field. I like putting it in the same format. You know, however you want to do it is fine. Being aware that you're going to be sorting on it, it's often better to use numbers rather than Jan, Feb, Mar, because they don't sort as well. But that's up to you. So we'll say, oh, actually, I said it was March, didn't I? Let's be consistent. You'll notice more defaults here with planned capital, target profit. So again, assuming this is a straight M3, um, I probably wouldn't use that for a straight one, so I can leave it alone. Anything with a red star, as usual, is required. So of course I've written my daily affirmation because I would not even be in this if I hadn't. And yes, I've checked that this is all of it. I've checked my synthetic pricing. Now, just a question. If you're, if you're not between 45 and 70, can you continue on without checking a particular box? Yep. Okay, you just have to check one box. Yes. Right. Okay. Yep. And hopefully, you know, you, you'll always have done something. But you could always add something that says, decided to ignore this. <laughs> I mean, or you can just actually, make it not mandatory. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or you can just uncheck the required box. Yes. 
also works. Um, again, default number of butterflies, I'd say I paid $10 for my butterflies. I had one long call. I can always change this if I didn't get 10 butterflies lately. We've been running more, so let's say I did more than that. Um, so that's a 14 to 1 ratio. That's, of course, if you don't have a single tranche on. If I had 28 and 2, it's still nice to know that it's a 14 to 1 ratio. Keep in mind also, you know, all of these fields can be deleted. I, I understand that, you know, for those of you who may want to just start, but you may want to delete some things just because it's everything is in here. For example, you may not care about entry delta, but you probably do care about the entry date. Entry time. Uh, this is an oddity. Don't delete the entry time. Actually, I don't think you can delete the entry time because the analytics are also set up for day traders. So if anybody right. is opening and closing trades in the day, we wanted to make sure that you had an entry time because that's very critical for day traders. So even though you may not care about the entry time, the analytics care very much. So, you know, put it in. And again, defaults to now, but obviously you can change that. There's, you know, the usual little calendar feature that's there. Days to expiration, I'm at 50. Upload the price chart. You saw me just drag that over. Just going to drag it and do that. And here's my starting position. And those are actually John's from yesterday that he put in the premium Skype group. Thank you for that. Um, all of this, anything that is not red starred, if you don't care and you're starting out, either, you know, I would vote for deleting it out of there if you don't think you're ever going to use it. But at least for now, you can do this. Again, Market description, why am I entering this trade? How am I feeling? All of this stuff is text, so I'd just be entering text, text, text. And that's it for entry. So now I'm going to say save because I've entered my trade. Now I'm going to go back and say I'm going to exit my trade, which is the one. This is the one that we just did. So I'm going to go through. I've already that's entered. That's after you did all your daily log journals. That's after I've all, yes, I have been doing my daily log journals. And now I'm going to say I just want to go to trade exit. And this is what John was talking about with all the exit criteria. This is another one I strongly encourage you to add to this exit criteria. Mine is fairly huge, and I find it extremely valuable to see when I exited and bounced that against how well I did. And you can have exit criteria like, you know, being scared. You know, I had my profit and I'm scared that it walks away and that's not a bad thing. But let's say we had a really good exit. Target profit, I was actually one day in trade. Woohoo! Yeah, that'll that'll happen. Definitely click this because I, I you can't make it required because otherwise you couldn't save it on entry, but this is what you'll use in the analytics as well. So let's say I made uh, target profit, 6,000, and I made 1,000 in commissions, or paid 1,000 in commissions, which is my 10%. I like putting in an end of trade model. Again, you just select the files and pop it in there. And here is the trade review that John was talking about also. It's a little more of, if you find you have specific patterns, you know, maybe you do a late entry that are, you know, specific patterns with the, with the trade. Maybe you entered near support or resistance or something like that. You can, you can flag this trade as here's a characteristic of this overall trade. And that's different than a day-to-day -day 
pattern in your daily journal or tag that you can do. This is overall trade. Was there something about the, these, this particular trade over its lifetime that you noticed? And then any of your, your specific patterns for this trade. Did I exit too late? Was I too close to expiration? Anything that you want to say, you know, I stayed in and I was greedy, and maybe that'll be a pattern, and then you save changes. So at this point, we now have an entry and an exit, and this one has been closed, and it will now show up in our analytics. So we now have seven trades. Did that answer the question of doing a walkthrough of entry and exit? That's a, I think that's a very good walkthrough. Yes. Yep. I think that's awesome. All right. So uh, a couple of other comments and questions here. Uh, when I looked at John's journal on Skype, I was not able to easily identify the strikes of my position other than the graph, which was hard to see. Will your position be visible somewhere else in the journal? First of all, these journals are completely customizable. If you want to go in and you want to make it mandatory or you want to put in the strikes of all your positions, you simply add a field and you put in the strikes of your position where they're easily identifiable to you. For me personally, I don't want to stick in all, those, all that information because I can easily see it by the picture I post of the matrix when I put the picture on the journal. Right, so if I come in and I'm, and I'm doing a picture of an option view matrix on a journal, I can easily see that right up front anyway. So that's, to me, that's just duplicating information. But if for somebody else they need to see that in print format somewhere, you just go ahead and you just add a field. So, and that's pretty much with anything that you want in the journal. You just come in and you add the field. You know, one of the things I emphasize is not putting in too much information because if you put in too much information, things tend to get lost. And, or you tend to not want to do it or you make it too difficult for you to do. I literally come in here at the end of day and I can, if there, if there are no adjustments, I can click through this journal in like a minute and a half. You just click all your things, you drag over a couple pictures and you're done. And that's the way I like to do it. I, uh, but you can make it as complicated as you'd like, I suppose. Do uh, you have any comments on that, Cindy? Totally agree. And that's, that's kind of the part that I was encouraging everybody of. Make it your own. You know, what makes sense to you? And only put things in here that make sense. Right, right, exactly. All right, so one more question. How do you compare the use of this journal versus using software like ONE to journal and add notes when making entries, exits, and adjustments? I see there are pros and cons to two approaches, but I would love to hear my thoughts. You can go into something like ONE, and you can make notes in your key log, which, is, uh, which I'm assuming what you're talking about, you don't get anywhere near the ease of finding the information and you're not adding, like I can, I can come in here and I can put in all kinds of information about my psychology, about what I thought about the market, and I can organize everything in a manner so that I can go in and I can search on that if I want to, and I can come in, have that information available to me right away. This is just, it's just so much more comprehensive than making notes on a T-log or taking a picture and putting it on a work document. I mean, to me, there's just no comparison between the two. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Cindy, but... I do, actually, and this kind of goes back to what I said in the beginning. I think my first sentence to you, John, was, I was prepared to hate this idea. <laughs> and I yes, think I had, I had case <laughs> Because to me, you know, this is an automated tool, and if you're doing something wrong and you automate it, you're just doing it wrong faster. And I wasn't sure I saw the value, but... Like everything else, okay, you know, I'm, I'm always willing to try it, and I'm always willing to see. The value that I see in this is the journal, what I used to have as a journal, is now turned into data. And I can crunch that data. And I can say, I have, for example, how well did I sleep last night? 
I can track how well I slept last night to when are my errors made. And if that's a problem, then I know that's an area I need to work. I have, you know, when I'm in expiration, I can bounce, okay, here are the, all the trades that I played in expiration. Does that make sense for me? You know, how did I do? There's so much you can do from a reporting standpoint because it's now data. It's not just a bunch of text. It's not just a bunch of concepts. That's one thing. The other thing is um, it's a great checklist on those days when you're not 100%. I had a lovely bout of, field of food poisoning not too long ago. And so I'm trading on my laptop in bed which is not ideal. I don't have my entire trade plan in my head. I don't have it necessarily up because my eyes are blurry and it's all too many big words. This has some basic check marks that just kept me from making a really stupid mistake. It's like, oh man, <laughs> yeah, I normally do this. There's a lot of stuff in here that I actually found had value over and above just journaling. And that's my usual long-winded dabbling. And I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, good enough. Yeah, it, it's just there's, there's, it really is so much more that you can do with something like this. It's not even a comparison once you start using it. I mean, I used to do a narrative. I have these long narratives about my thing, and they used to take forever sometimes. This is much faster, and the information's there, and it's more readily available, so I really like it. Just a quick question or comment. This makes the trade debrief process much easier. Yes, it is. If you're doing trade debriefs, which you really should be doing, and basically what that is, for those of you who don't know or haven't been through APM squared, is we go over the trade, we re-back trade it, we compare how we did against our plan and stuff. This makes this unbelievably a lot faster and easier. So very good comment there. There's a question, can I move existing fields around in the template or the journal? Yes, you can pretty much put them wherever you want them. So Cindy's moving one around right now. You can make different sections of the journal. You can do all kinds of stuff here. Like Cindy said, these are basic templates for us. We have different broken wing butterfly templates and stuff like that that you can put in here and, and work with, or you can just completely make your own. But I suggest starting with something we have because it would be a lot easier for you guys. And uh, let's see, I think that's it for questions and answers. Let me just talk about, I'm going to take the screen from you, Cindy, if that's okay. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you for joining for, for that explanation, Cindy. And let me just show you what we're doing here. I'm just going to drag this over for a second and tell you about what we're doing here. We are, one of the things that we're doing here is, is we want to, we, we love to help traders. That's what we do. But we also want to help others too. And one of the things that we're going to start doing with this journal and, and some of our other stuff as well, we're going to start doing, donating to some causes here. And for, for this particular case, everybody who has a journal subscription, we're going to put a dollar of the, that subscription paid from your money into uh, Cancer Research Fund, and we're also going to add another dollar to it. So for every month or, or term you pay, there's going to be $2 added to uh, cancerresearch.org. And we believe we've had a lot of clients and we've had a lot of friends and uh, even family members who've been affected with cancer, and we think that's a worthy thing. We have a goal of it's going to cancerresearch.org. If you look them up there, they're one of the most efficient uh, or uh, donation organizations out there. We've created a team page. Of course, we don't have anything on it yet because we haven't brought any, we haven't done any memberships yet. But this is uh, the link to that, and everybody has public access to that. And you can come in, you can see how much we've donated over a period of time. 
and uh, that will be, like I said, that's it's, it's a cancer is a, a great cause. It's a disease that I think touched about everybody. So, so that's part of what we're doing here. So here's the scoop on this for anybody. The first month is going to be just a dollar. That dollar is going to the Cancer Research Fund. We're also matching a dollar. So everybody that joins is costing us a dollar in that case, plus whatever the fees that we have to keep updated. But the first, first month is a dollar. After that, we're looking for is $14.95 a month for Playmate Plus members. Again, you're going to have a dollar going to the cancer organization, and we're going to match that. Uh, for premium members, it'll be $24.95 a month. Retail price is $39.95 a month. For premium, premium plus members, it's, it's $14.95 and $24.95 for unlimited number of journals. We also have a starter level for those who are not members of anything or, or, or maybe just basic members. And if you want to do a starter, which is you have uh, you, you, have that, you can do two journals, then um, that's going to be $29.95 a month. Are we going to have online tutorials? I am sure that we are. What do we have for tutorials online right now on anything? Right now we do have a help page, which is accessible. There's a, uh, when you go into the journals, it's at the top right. So the help page, if you want to, if you can hop back over to the, to, to the journal to site. site. Yeah. Right. So, here's, here's my journal site. Okay. So on the top right, top right. Okay. Uh, you oh, click help. the help button. Yeah. And okay. then it'll go to our help page. And so this has John can just scroll a little bit through it, and it has screenshots and some of the features. And we hope, I believe, to eventually have. And Cindy can correct me if I'm wrong. Some kind of reporting suggestions or reporting suggestions. Yeah. So right. right now, this that. is essentially how to use it, how to modify the templates, and we have Cindy says comments because Cindy is is the, the, the authority on this. And, uh, and uh, I have the finally yes, and I have finally gotten over the OV Guru title, and I am much happier with Journal Master. So thank you for that. <laughs> All right, the Journal Master. We'll call her that. And yeah, so so that's the thing. We have we have our online tutorial here. And as, I mean, we really don't know what people are going to have for questions yet. And as you get, if we have a group of questions, we'll have a, we'll put something together to address that as things go along. But it's really, you know, I came in and did it, and I had Cindy answer a few questions for me. I didn't even look through our tutorial here, and I was able to get that down pretty well in a very short period of time. So it's very straightforward as to how to use it and so forth. So it should be good. And let's see, I've got a comment. Credit to the team. It certainly looks very flexible and useful tool. Thank you very much. And yeah, I, like I said, I've been using it, and it's just been it's been great. I mean, I have modified the templates, and my templates are a little bit different ones in there. And I imagine Cindy and I are going to continue to modify the base templates as we go along, and we see what we need. But they're pretty, pretty complete. So, are there any other comments from our team? No, it sounds like that's it. Uh, we just have another comment. Thank you for an awesome intro and effort to help us. You're welcome very much. And like I said, I hope you consider doing a journal. If you are a serious trader, you have to be doing something like this. You know, you can, I'm fine however you want to journal your stuff. And as long as you're doing your journaling and you have the appropriate information, I've done it differently for years. 
And if you know, something's really working well for you, then, then then that's great. However, if you're if, if you're just like you know, I just don't want to journal. I don't want to take the time. You are setting yourself up for long-term failure as a trader. So so at least do the journaling. And if you are going to do the journaling, I do encourage you to come up into something like this. It's it's very very useful. I can't believe how much better it is than what I was doing. And I had a system that I put together over a 10-year period. So that's what I have. Okay, just a question. Uh, do the templates include a UB1 broken wing butterfly variant, etc.? Yeah, we have most of our, we have an M3 template, right, Cindy? We have one that essentially uh, goes over the UB trades, which could be used for anything from uh, pretty much any broken wing butterfly or broken wing condor style trades. So if you do, you know, if you're doing you know, obviously the UB trades, if you're doing, you know, a space trip trade or a, a road trip trade or something like that, or whatever, whatever trade you want to call it, you can, you can, you can go ahead in there and, and work with pretty easily off of that, off of that template. You'll, you'll probably want to make some modifications for what you're specifically doing, but you can work pretty easily off of those templates. And we also have a directional template. Did we put a bearish butterfly template up there? No, because we only have five. So we have the daily trade log, the M3 X4 slash income trade. So if you're doing verticals or that sort of thing, the broken wing butterfly, you'd be one, two, three, and M, and directional, and then that base template if you want to start from scratch. Okay, right. I think you'll find it's pretty easy to modify uh, any one of the templates we had to pretty much anything you, you want to do. Even if you're doing a condor, it's not that hard to modify. You just modify the name of a few fields. Thank you, Cindy, for putting this together with us. We really appreciate it. I definitely couldn't have done that without you. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I hope you will consider at least trying it for a dollar and seeing what it can do for you. And hopefully you'll, you'll continue on after that. So with that, we will wrap this up. And great trading, everybody. Mm -hmm.